Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host, Jason Melendez. Live now every week on Fridays. Talking Junk. A multitude of professionals in different aspects, different walks of life. You have to come on and talk junk like a normal person. Welcome to Talking Junk, the podcast that comes to you live every Friday night from Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. And if you miss us live, you can always catch us on Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, or wherever you listen to your podcast. How you doing tonight, Tyler? Hey, you know what? I'm doing all right. Better than last week. Tell you that. <laughs> well, that, at least we can say that. It's always progress. Let's doing? get right... I'm doing all right, man. You know, the week wears you down, but the break room's tomorrow, so I get to chill out. Or should be fun. But it's back to business as always on Friday night, so let's not hesitate to welcome our guest, Miss Sue Dillon. No. How you doing tonight, Sue? Hey, guys. Great to be here. How are you guys? We're doing, doing pretty well. good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm looking well, forward to this conversation. Pleasure's all ours, but why don't we just get right into it, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, a little about me. I am Sue Dillon. I'm a mindfulness trainer and a former network journalist. I work independently now. I'm a writer and an energy worker. Now, I have a couple of questions. What is a uh, mindfulness trainer, and what is an energy worker? so a mindfulness trainer so i actually teach a mindful communication which is um it's communication mindfully right so telepathy um yeah a little telepathy actually so you know you show up uh completely aware you're engaged you're there you're all in and um that's mindfulness, incorporating mindfulness into the communication. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And what about yeah, an energy worker? Energy worker. That is just, I'm actually a trained and certified Reiki master. I don't do it for um, a living. Oh, it's always right. <laughs> and friends and family. But, um, you know, it's a form of just tapping into your um angels and guides and gurus and having them work through you. It, it's like a, a massage for my soul when I do it, you know? Yeah, it's really powerful. You're tapping into a higher source and they're working through you, you can do it and you can uh, send healing to people, to a circumstance, a situation, to the past, the future, Fallon. <laughs> future. <laughs> True. Maybe I should just change my name to Great Future up there. Same thing. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, so when you regarding the uh, Reiki, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with that because I actually went to school for massage therapy, and um, one of the things that they incorporated was mindfulness and just like aware of like the spiritual aspect, not just the medical and physical aspect of massage training. And I had one Reiki. Uh, class that we took and we also did um, I forgot exactly what it's called but involves using your thumbs and going on uh, your different lines um, for different therapies um, 
<clears throat> regarding Reiki, is like uh, energetic cleansing something that you do, or do you focus on different aspects of uh, Reiki? Um, you know, I, we are taught energetic cleansing and reading auras and all of that, right? And kind of the more you do this work, the more I tap in and connect, the more intuitive I become, the more it kind of opens up your, you know, chakras, your crown chakra, you start receiving information. And, um, you know, people don't realize that it's just, it's really accessible to any and all of us. You don't have to be a trained and certified you know, anything. You can reach out and talk to your spirit guides and angels and whatever. They're there, they're listening. And um, yeah. Okay. How, now, did you get into part. Reiki and then uh, search in the mindfulness realm or was it you becoming mindful yourself that led you into the energetic world of Reiki and everything like that? What kind of got you there because it's a little bit different from uh journalism it is very different and um i've always been spiritual i grew up around meditation and yoga so i've been practicing it for a couple of decades like probably when you guys were in diapers still you know but um, we're not that young well i'm not that young okay well I, <laughs> we're both in our 30s okay well, I've, I've got you guys beat. I'm old enough to be your mamas. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, so I don't I, know. My, my mom just, she's, she's almost 60. Okay. Well, I'm almost 50. So <clears throat> there you go. But, okay. um, <laughs> but I'm just using guys, you know. But, yeah, that was, um, I've just always been spiritual. I'm a writer and a journalist by trade, but I've just always kind of had the spiritual you know, part of me. So that's kind of what led me down the path after many years as a network journalist. So what did you break into first? Uh, did you break into writing first or network journalism? Um, well, you know, it's kind of the same thing as a journalist. I mean, we write, we tell stories and um, I've done that for years. I was, you know, I started in radio. I was- um, Did you uh, just say the news is fake? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not in the news business anymore. And I always tell people you gotta, you know, you gotta read, you gotta know the facts. You can't just get your source or your information from one source, right? We wanna be open-minded and kind of, right? Be getting exactly. it. Except if that source is this show or our other show, The Break Room, then you should believe everything we tell you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if one day you see us and uh, we're not there anymore. Okay. If we disappear, then you know. We told you something. Exactly. If you're unalived, then you know. <laughs> and if you guys disappear, then I might be wondering. You know, I might be like, okay, wait, maybe that was all fake. This is the moment that you know. If you go unalived, you know. We're speaking the truth. Exactly. Exactly. So what did you so, like? Uh, go ahead. Uh, go go ahead, ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, no. You're, you're good. There's a lag on my end. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, how long were you in uh, journalism and like news and everything like that? How long, like, did you become jaded at some point or did you just kind of get guided to do something different? 
Um, you know, I was in the news business. I actually started out in radio. I, um, you know, as an intern for Don Blue, who's a big radio guy out here. I was then an intern for Sway. You guys probably know Sway. Well, yes. You ain't got the answer, Sway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Sway. So that was at KML, and that's kind of where I started my broadcasting career. And then I went into TV and, um, yeah, have worked in multiple markets, multiple TV newsrooms for ABC, CBS, Fox Affiliates. And um, it was just, you know, I was so young back then. And it's just so cool, you know, having a press pass and access to all of this stuff. And that sounds uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And you just never know where you're going to be tomorrow and who you're going to be talking to, what you're going to be covering. But then, um, you know, there is an aspect to news and I'm not knocking news here, but there is an aspect to it where it's, um, you know, you're limited. right. It, yeah. So, you know, you're limited with what you can say. You're limited, um, you know, in a lot of ways. And a lot of it is, um, it can be, you know, it's hard and a tough business because there's a lot of kind of negative stuff, right? I mean, that whole, if it bleeds, it leads. That's, that's kind of very true, right? So, yeah. Well, well me, me and Tyler had a little bit of that ESP going on too. So that's pretty good because I was going to ask the same question. Since we covered that one, I was going to ask what your favorite uh, – job was whether it would be you know sway or journalism but it had it had to be sway <laughs> sway is great i love that man um we say hi here and there but um yeah it was it was really an amazing experience to be i mean i can share some stories uh jason you know just being in the studio with sway and then other what now why don't you do that <laughs> some stories. Yeah, not those kind of stories, but you know, just hanging out with Sway one on one and then having people coming in and some of the, you know, and he's just hilarious. And we had a lot of great laughs and stuff. So it was really, really incredible, um, you know, to work with him. And that was so long ago, right? I and get then, it. I get it. It's some stories you can't say on live. <laughs> No, we'll, it's not. We'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> it's not those kinds of stories at all. So, but it was just, you know, it really was a lot of fun. So, um, but then the news business was also amazing. I mean, I got to do so many fun, amazing things. And again, like I say, you just never know, you know, you're talking to politicians, celebrities, it just, and then, you know, covering other really cool stuff. And um, yeah. Were you always behind the scenes or were you ever in front of the camera? Um, I was on camera as a reporter, and um, but I've been a producer. I've been a writer. I've been a field producer. You know, I've really done a lot of different things. I have been on camera as well, um, reporting. And um, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. But then it just, you know, I knew I wanted to kind of keep doing this, being a journalist, writing, sharing, telling other people's stories. Um, but that kind of negative part of it, part yeah, of the it news gets you down, right? It really does. I mean, you know, you're dealing with fatal accidents, 
murders, you know, having to go to some of it, you have to keep to yourself. Yeah, really, you do. And then, you know, right. And I'll say, I mean, you can, uh, you can talk to the cops and you're limited with what soundbite you can air. Right. It's like, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, kind of stuff to it. And again, don't want to be bashing anybody, but yeah, you know, it just, um, it is what it is. And I was so young going into it, got to do so many amazing things. Having an oppressed pass is amazing. I've been, you know, backstage and I've done so many different things, but. Um, Hopefully when the, the big uh, dangers of COVID is over, maybe Talk of Junk can earn its own press pass and get in there. Hey, you know what? You guys are doing amazing things. This is so cool. I, I love that you're doing this, going live and, you know, having your own cool conversations. So thank you. Thank you. And it, it it's more because of you. If you never uh, answer these emails, I'll never have any guests. And then I'm just here talking to myself and Talon and then hey. to myself when he goes answer calls. <laughs> but you got a book out, right? I got a book out. Yep. I got a book out. I have another one coming out. My book is about mindful communication, what we were talking about. It's heart to heart. And um, it's just about, you know, the most powerful way to communicate. How do we show up? And you know, the thing, Jason, like I'm all about communication. We're just like, we're not having those deeper conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not. We're too, uh, we're too scared. Well, well, I would say, most of us are scared because if you join us in the break room, we tend to have those conversations. Okay. Yeah. I don't think those conversations. So I'm talking about like the heart to heart. Like, are you guys like crying together and telling each other how much you guys love each other? And I'm talking about that conversation. We do not cry. Yeah, we but I, I do tell my crew I love them. Heart to heart. I mean, like we, we get real, but we haven't cried. Yeah, I tell my crew I love them after every episode. Oh, I like yeah, that. We, we share love by, uh, yeah, we got our love. We show it in ways that maybe others may not be like, they don't love each other, but there we go. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, I did want to, uh, before, I know he was asking you about your book, um, but while I was uh, sitting there, I wanted to ask you, what was your your most favorite story you ever covered or was able to cover or like just sticks out to you that you're just like, oh man, that was like the climax of what, of uh, being involved in the news world. Um, That would probably be, and you know, recently that kind of came up for me was 9-11 on September 11th. I was producing a morning show in Reno at ABC. It was the morning show producer. 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. West Coast time. So literally, we had just gone on air. And when that first plane hit, and all hell broke loose. And it was um, really very climactic. And just, you know, I mean, we all know what happened. But you're was in. I was living in New York when that happened. I was a freshman in high school. Oh, my God. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't take it serious for a little while. And then my mother came <coughs> running down the hallway and then I took it a little more seriously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I was bowling. You were what? Yeah. You I, were was, bowling? I was duck pin bowling. 
Oh, and you, you I, I was you homeschooled as a kid. Going on out there? You're just bowling away. Actually, um, I, I actually remember it happening because there was a television that they had there and the adults that were there in the alley, including my mom and like, because I was there with my friends and like, this was our gym because we just play outside for that because we're homeschooled. Um, and they were all watching the television screen and like, we would stop and like, look at it and see what was going on. But like, we're there bowling, we're having fun. Like, it's you tend to never forget that first body that jumped up the towers. Yeah, well, right after that, that's when I realized, like, when the day's agenda completely changed, I was like, oh, something happened. It was, uh, it was yeah, quite you were, you were much younger. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm only 30. I said 30s, but I am only 30. Wow. So oh, was, my God, you guys were little babies. That's why you were you were playing well, I was I was at least. Oh. He's got, like, 15, 20, 30 years on me, so it's. No, I do know, not. It's a. <laughs> I'm only 34, motherfucker. Hey, you know what, guys? You're going to grow up one day, and you guys are going to be like, you know, just proud to be men, real men. Hey, I'm, I'm proud to be a real man now. My you know what? I hit that around 30. Around 30. took a while, but around 30, I felt that. But you know what? That's actually a bit more unfortunate than I was hoping for a story. Young adult, that's what it had <laughs> Do you happen to have a more happy story that you covered that you can recall or just not really, unfortunately? No, I mean, this is what I was sharing with Jason. You know, news is hard. I do. There were so many amazing things I got to cover and do, you know, I mean, uh, the air show in Fresno, like, you know, you're working and I'm out there in an open cockpit plane flying over, you know, the newsroom. Right. Like that was work. Right. Covering different festivals and, you know, whatever's going on. And um, so that was really amazing. Yeah, cool. it definitely makes it sound a little less um, soul sucking as like it kind of yeah. seems like it can be, especially once you leave, I guess, like the local level. Once you get more national, it just seems like it's a cut and dry fakery. This is what we're doing. This is how we do it. Don't you dare try to do it differently. Um, now, but it sounds like you didn't really get to that point. You were more on the Bruce Almighty point where, like, he was true and righteous and just, like, covering the town and the areas. And, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was, there was just so much, I mean, working in the city in San Francisco, Oakland at KTVU and ABC in um, Fresno, working in Salinas, like I said, at the, you know, CBS and Fox, we cover EPA and just all kinds of um, different stuff. So there's always different cool stuff going on, you know? But again, yeah. that kind of negative aspect, um, you know, it's draining. It's hard. It can be draining. Now, when you say we're not having those conversations, what kind of conversations are you talking about? And Is You know, it? I was being facetious, Jason, but I'm sure you guys are not having those certain kinds of conversations. Oh, hey. There's my book. Is it those heart-to-heart -heart conversations you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, those heart-to-heart -heart conversations. And you know that step one to powerful dialogue is listening, right? And not just listening, but listening at length. Where you're say, it, say it louder for the people in the back, Sue. Listening at length. You know what I mean? Where you just let people speak um, at length.
right? You kind of, and you really allow them. When was the last time somebody did that for you, right? Where they were kind of like, Jason, what's really going on? Like, tell me what's going on. Is there something bothering you? Where are you at? What are you working on? Where do you want to go deeper with yourself? You know, that kind of conversation. Looking at it now, I'm, I'm blessed to have a couple people that actually ask me more than maybe I should be asked. So it's, it's, it's a blessing, but I know there are people out there that don't have that and they can have that. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not hard to find. It's that's, that's even something you can pay for nowadays. Right. Exactly. But you know, it's not the same, right? When you pay for it, it's what with a therapist, a counselor, but it's different when you're sharing with a loved one. Right. When somebody, yeah. a family member, a sibling, a close friend says, yeah, hey, yeah. You know what? I know you're going through something. I'm just here to listen, man. Yeah, because like little Nas X said this morning on The Breakfast Club, he said he went to his first um, uh, therapy session and he didn't want to go back because right after he poured his heart out to this lady, he was crying and everything in front of her first session. The first text she sent him was about <clears throat> payment. So it kind of takes out all the emotion once somebody throws money into the mix. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you know this person, it's just, it's so different when it's someone that you're already connected to, right? When you're actually someone you love, you care about, they care about you. It's a whole different game when we can show up in that way for people, right? And especially You're men. almost always guaranteed to cry. Right. Yeah. And it, it can be a beautiful thing. You're like, you're stronger, tougher when you come out of when you have a good cry, you know, a beautiful thing emotionally, because some of you motherfuckers are ugly when you cry. Hey, you know what? <laughs> look pretty. Over. We all look pretty. Oh, no, nah, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the junkers out there. They know okay. who I'm talking about. <laughs> OK, OK. I'm talking about Kim Kardashian specifically. <laughs> Wow, she gets, she, paid wears to do it. she gets paid to ugly cry and like that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, she gets paid really well to ugly cry. Give me a Kardashian check. I'll ugly cry every time. Right. And I, cry, I don't ugly cry. Can we even call it an ugly cry, you guys? I mean, she's so beautiful. You know what I mean? She looks good yeah. even when she cries. I probably, you know what I mean? She's yeah, straight. Unfortunately. Right. <laughs> right. She, I mean, honestly, she set an unfortunate beauty standard for people. It's yeah. like there's a lot of clones out there from surgeries, and it's really, really weird. Majority of them. That's are not even what she looks like. Yeah. Like she doesn't really look like how she did look like, and people are trying to look like how she looks like now, and it's just like, wow, this is deep. But yeah, but you know, entirely what, different conversation going on there. When it's not the worst transformation in the family, there's a problem. Okay. Huh? <laughs> if you look at Kylie's before pictures, you'll never know it's the same girl. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you know, you guys, it's just for me, even more. And I hear what you're saying. It's so, it is disturbing because this is kind of what are we teaching our kids and people? And, you know, this is, it's not reality, right? It's so far from reality, but all of these little girls are emulating this. And for me, the the bigger and boys and boys, right? 
It yeah. happens to boys too. Boys yeah. are emulating what's happening on TV too. And yeah. we were just talking about this just before the show, which is pretty cool. And it, and what is your guys' take on this? Well, uh, you and the Junkers will have to wait a couple of weeks to find out in the break room. Yeah, okay. We're, we're going we're gonna to have an episode. And you are willing, if you're willing, you can join us in the break room and discuss this with us in a few weeks. Oh, I would love to. I would love to do that. But I am interested. So, no, you guys aren't going to tell me what this is about right now? Little I mean, we want to keep them waiting a little bit. Okay. I, I, I think, I honestly, I think there might not just be totally, fully developed thoughts and opinions on it. That's more or less what. That's why honestly, I Honestly, it's, right it's, it's more than a one-sentence it. opinion. It's, but, it's, more, um, it's, it's more of a thesis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that in general, the kind of um, I'm sorry, I had a break for it. Can you please re reiterate the question for me so I have somewhere start of uh, somewhere fresh to start with? Because I'm all over the place. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> it's I, that I, hospital area, <laughs> man. It's getting to you. Yeah, it's this tiny little room. There's not a lot of circulation. Well, I so, love that you're able to multitask like this on a Friday night. I mean, now that is cool. That is really, really good. Cool. <laughs> you should it see him on true, Saturday when everybody around him is drinking. Oh, boy. I cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. He's probably uh, really multi multitasking. And surprisingly, he's probably yeah. the more irate one on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not true, necessarily. I Depending just on the part. topic. <laughs> That is funny. So yeah, now you guys were saying, but it sounds like Jason's wants to hold hold on to his marbles. Jason knows that I have plenty to say on topics, so I don't mind giving you a little bit. I know Jay would want to hold his to the chest as he would want to. He's it's his show, so he should kind of hold it closer. But I don't mind because um, I did ask you to ask this question. So you're asking the question. I'm not going to completely deny it, but I would need it again just so that way I can give you something to work. Well, he, we were talking about, you know, just this whole social media thing and this, you know, the Kardashians and how that's kind of a bad, um, you know, setting a bad example for girls. And Jason said, well, boys too. So that, that's so, part of my thoughts on it. That's part of my thoughts on it. It's not just women that are given the bad outlook. It's also men. Right. And in, I, in I, every form I, of fashion. Right. So in that regard, I think there is a over-sexualization movement that's going around and it's masquerading as other things and it's being, it's frankly being harmful and presenting itself in uh, children's uh, educations, lives, media, whatever it is, starting to pop up in ways in the guise of it being education when it literally has no reason to be there. Um, the this sad part about step it. into other things like race theory and all that stuff. I'm trying to put that into children's things. It gets very, very ridiculous. And I believe that currently uh, the conversation is really about the concept. It's really about where it's at now and whether or not it has crossed the line. And I personally think it has crossed the line because there are places for sexualization and things like that, but it's not everywhere. And it damn sure isn't in elementary school. It shouldn't be in an elementary school, but the problem is it's there and it's been there probably. What, what, not, let me not say probably. It has been there since before our time in elementary school. Since before yeah, but not to this time. level. No, not like to this it's level. It's line stepping. 
Each generation, each decade gets more and more comfortable with sexuality. And that's why it, it becomes such a phenomenon in, in the media and in children's play areas all across the world. I, I have a different position on it, to be honest. Schools. Well, I got three kids, so I see it take shape. And it's, it's not a fun thing. No, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just have a different position as to why. Like, there's... The, the sexualization of things, but that's where I would kind of pause and say you should come on with us or check out the show when we have it. Well, you know, what I will say, you guys, I mean, for both of you, I think it's so cool that you guys are even having this conversation as young men, because a lot of men, they're not, because it's not cool to kind of, you know what I mean? Because that's what's cool. So everyone just kind of goes with it. Oh, but you're definitely going to love the break room then, Sue, because last Saturday we talked about, uh, we, uh, the topic was slut. Uh, is it yeah. a, uh, is it a societal, uh, now I got to pull up. I wrote the thing and now I got to pull up the graphic. Just he, he, he tried to make it sound really smart. We were, we were really, really smart. asking a simple question. And so smart. I can't remember what I said. So we were we were essentially asking, can women only be can women only be sluts as opposed to men? That's kind of what the topic. Oh, was. Right. oh I like That's that. Just I like that. It. Yeah, you know, and, and I actually just read something about this where it's kind of like there is a double standard though, right? Where men can be aggressive and go out and do whatever and be gaming on women, but if women, you know. Wanna... Soci societal sexism or gender specific? Yeah, that's it, it, should, it shouldn't be gender specific, but it, it, in society, it really is. Right, right. And I think, you know, obviously technology now, I mean, we have little kids, right? 10, 11, 12 year olds with cell phones. And I don't know that everybody's yeah. parent is regulating the phone, right? I mean, kids are on, uh, Kim Kardashian right. was talking about her kid ha was on TikTok, right? And it's like, yeah. why is your six or seven year old on TikTok? That's yeah, not- no, my, my daughter's 12 and she's not on TikTok. Right, right. So- I But you gotta be careful nowadays with whatever uh, social media you give them or whatever internet access you give them. Cause my uh, four and six year old, they, they go on YouTube and I have to constantly tell them to get off of YouTube. Because then they wander into stuff that they put out there, like fan fiction. And uh, my daughter's showing me something where Sonic is pulling off somebody's head. So it's there. There's these things that people put on there just for malice, just to hurt your children, just to show right. them these things that they're not supposed to be seeing. And right. I, I don't agree with it at all. And you know what I do appreciate, though, about you and your kind of philosophy on this is, you know, so we're so used to just culturally blaming, suing, throwing other people under the bus where, you know, I mean, when we have these school shootings, right, it's like, I want to talk to these parents. How do you not know? Right? How do you not know? There's no way in the world that you didn't know that your son took your gun and was going to school to kill the people that he told you he was being bullied from. Right. 
Right. Or just your kid is so miserable that he might snap. And again, not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but, you know, even, I mean, parents have to take ownership here, right? For what's your- There are more parents that need to be thrown under the bus. Let's just be honest. It needs to be said. We don't hold enough parents accountable. We blame the kids and we get away from the actual source of the problem. It's not that we're not- That's why they were talking about guns being a problem and Mm -hmm. the kid or the person who killed the victims as an issue, as opposed to- well, what was going on in that home life? What drove that young individual to want to kill other people and themselves? Exactly. And where did they get the gun? Not the that guns is- kill people. You know, it's always a change of narrative and never a look at what what the actual problem is. Excuse me. Again. <laughs> he could barely get his thoughts off sometimes. Oh but no! But you know, like. But, but, blaming people and pointing the finger versus owning. And this is why those deeper conversations, right? Just getting back to kind of what I teach, why that's so important. Because Jason, you and I know if our kids are ready to go blow up the school tomorrow, if we're have, if we're talking to them, having deep, meaningful, heartfelt conversations with them, we're going to know something's up with them, right? Exactly. You're gonna, you're, you may not know the whole plan or excuse right. Yeah, but, but you, you will know something. You'll get a yeah. feeling, and usually your gut feeling is the right feeling. Yeah, I mean, there's no way a, a distraught 12 or 13, 15-year-old is going to keep from me that something's seriously wrong if you're seriously dialed in and listening, you know, asking, prodding your kid in a loving way, asking them, hey, you seem really quiet. Hey, what's up? Hey, let's talk. I want to help you, whatever. But that's got to be a day in and day out. That's not a one and done conversation, right? That's being like showing up for your children like that every day and taking that ownership. Very much so. And do it do it with the your troubled loved ones too. They right. need that too because it doesn't just turn into somebody shooting up the school. It could turn into somebody shooting themselves. Right, so. right. And there is so much of that here, you know, I mean, the suicide rate, yeah, it's, it's insane, right? Especially since COVID. Yeah, yeah, yep. And don't even get me started on vaccinations right now. Don't even get me started. Me either, me either. Let me tell you, that whole thing has literally changed the course of my life right now. This is, this is one of the reasons why I'm hoping... <laughs> like you said, don't want to talk about it, but... Geez. We need to make it big really soon. Uh, so that way we can start paying the bills with these podcasts and not have to worry about these people's vaccinations. We should do a vaccination episode. That'll get us views. Hey, <laughs> so is this for the... Is this are we saving this one for the break room too, or what? Oh, vaccinations? I mean, no, no we, we I... We pretty much stay on every show that we're not for it. I'm not getting vaxxed. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, this this for especially the way they're going about it it's just so unbelievably absurd in the statement said and the circular talk and the lies and the just the this is not true and then as time goes by more science more doctors being like yeah we should pump the brakes here the complete exclusion of what people outside the world are saying shit going on in australia shit going down south there's so much going on due to this the economic the people downturn that, the that we're going to be seeing soon, the inflation. There's so much we haven't seen yet from the year before that's piling up more now, and it's going to explode. And it's just, you know, there's the so diseases? much. <laughs> How about the new diseases uh, being discovered targeting the people that COVID can't get to? 
<laughs> i.e. the children. Bring it on. Hey, we got a gorilla chest pump. Okay. That's right. I got that natural immunity. That's what I'm signaling, you know? Got that gorilla immunity. I hope. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, it's very just, it's very questionable the things that they're doing. That the, the nobody, they, Nobody's done an mRNA type of vaccine. They're pushing it on when it is, in fact, still in clinical trials. This is an experiment, and they're acting like it's not. And the fact that it's at the point that they're forcing people to lose their jobs when they've been 20 vet, 20 year vets, 30 year vets in the medical uh, industry that know what they're talking about. And they're but just it's like, no, it's just okay, Connor, but it's okay because they're giving you a child tax credit that you're going to have to pay back at the end of the year. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was the perfect time for him to get a call, huh? I like that. You got him fired up and he had to we, take his it happens more often than not. So often that we have a saying, and it is said. It every time uh, he goes, it is said. Typical Talon. <laughs> typical Talon. Oh, that's funny. That is too hilarious. Well, you know what? I don't want to have the vaccination conversation because we are on different pages, and I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to hurt anybody's feelings or school anybody right now. So let's just keep it light. Keep talking. Honestly. I don't have anything that I would need to support my position right now because I've been in respiratory therapy school. Like I don't I've, either. I, I just know my feelings. I'm a young person. I wouldn't want to. I'm just anti-mandation. I'm not anti-vaccination, but I am anti-experimental mandate. Well, like, we, finish we that are, shit. Get we are it, living in the land done. of the free, and you're telling me that I can't you know, be free unless I have this. So. Yeah, like, that's, no, that's not right. You got to pump those bricks. You can't be telling people that the best way to get prepared for hurricane season is to get fucking vaccinated. That's the most insane <laughs> shit I've ever heard a president say. Like, come on. <laughs> that's not going to protect you from floods, high winds, and like all that. That's not that's not the focus, buddy. It's not the, the focus. The coronavirus is in the high winds. Right? It actually moves faster, I heard. <laughs> it infects faster. <laughs> Uh, and then just I've been working in a hospital too so just like conflicting reports of how saturated it's been and just people I know and just it's just there's so much things that are very questionable and suspect and things that are not that makes this one of the most complicated times in history right now however what is not really debatable is the unbelievable downturn in freedom in Australia it is insanity um it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of resistance everywhere, right? Yeah. 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 So, well, as much as they can without their guns, we still got ours. I tell you what has no resistance in COVID 19. Hopefully, we never need to use them. I don't want that. I want everything to be good. I don't want to act like I'm a dissenter. I'm not. I just think this is very suspect. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, I'm just going to not say anything right now <laughs> hey that's smart you know you know whether or not to say something or to say something. yeah and also it, you record you're like i'm gonna get them to say shit and then i'm not gonna i'm gonna hold it to just be like hey, i never actually said i'm just gonna gonna say. <laughs> just pleading the fifth no, you know say what they need to say and that's fine and and again you know as like adults we can agree to disagree right 
So yes. mm -hmm. not, I have my theory based in science and data and facts and people I know and all of that. And, you know, medical professionals who are dealing with it firsthand, right? I mean, stuff is surging mm -hmm. out here in the Bay Area. And um, here in Florida, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, I know in Florida. I mean, with that, that governor. Well, it's not just the governor. It's it's his followers too. They're all stupid. Right, right. Yeah, we we've we've all kind of known that about Florida. That's why there's Florida man. Like we we've endorsed Florida being Florida man of America. So it's just been like, well, you know, we're gonna let him be man. We're gonna let him be I Florida. Still hold my position <laughs> on never wanting to move here in the first place. So. <laughs> you never wanted to move there in the first place. So what? Oh. I mean, did they kidnap you or what? Uh, when you're married, sometimes you have no choice. Okay, but are you happy now? Are you glad you're there? Or I mean, wherever are? my family is, I'm 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 gonna be there and I'm gonna be happy. But okay, but are do you? I like to eat? No. Do I like the stupid people I encounter every day? No. Some of them are nice, but they're still dumb. Like yeah, dumb absolutely. in what way? I'm curious. Different ways, not always. I'm not just talking about intellect. There's certain maneuvers that people make in the daily on a daily basis that. Uh, uh, render them under the category of stupid, but that's that's neither here nor there. Okay. In the very least, that's somebody who just drives too close to you on the highway. You know, anybody like that. Just, I don't even take the highway. One. Huh? I don't huh? even take the highway, and they drive. That close sounds to pretty me. stupid to me. <laughs> not not when there's. A toll like every quarter mile. Oh damn, for real? No, it's it's a little more spread out than that. I'm just exaggerating. That's but terrible. They do have hella hella tolls out here. As much bullshit as California has, and we don't have a lot of tolls. <laughs> you think so, we would, but we don't. And now, Paulin, what's your deal with California? Why why do you want to get out of California? What's what's up with that? Uh, honestly, it's just getting more and more expensive, and I'm nowhere like i i came out here under different pretenses i just went through a divorce and like and it was it was fine um but like things did not go the way they were gonna like thought they would go and i like the central coast i like california as a state um but i'd rather go to somewhere else i'd just rather see more i'm not really i don't need to be in california right now and come back later or like you said it's just We'll meet in Most the of the time I spend here, I've been here for four years. I've been mostly working or just trying to work. And every time I work and I get to a new level, it's just like I get to a new place and the cost of living goes up. And recently, gas, I swear, like every two weeks is going up like 10 cents, 20 cents. It's ridiculous. Just um, and that's just costing me a lot because <clears throat> being in school, I can only work part time. So, like, and I've been going to school four days, working three days. So I have no time off. And I've just. I've, I've had medical problems come up recently because I've been overstressed and all that stuff. So it's just like, you know what? I need to take a beat, actually kind of focus on me, get back to where I'm doing, go see some people I know. Because I grew up in Connecticut. Um, born in California, grew up in Connecticut, came back to California about four years ago. Um, just be thankful it's only you that you have to support. I mean, that's why I can do this. That's why, you know, I can make these choices because I don't Flor think that has Florida to has. Florida has a New York, California cost of living and a uh, 1970s minimum wage. So, yeah, so like, like he said, I won't be going to Florida. Um, <laughs> well, maybe you can but, come back uh, to California after we reach herd immunity. 
Yeah, you know, I'm not honestly <laughs> as much general exposure I had probably last year when I was working at a different hospital with a different job. I I'm not worried about COVID at all. I'm more concerned with something I have going on with my eye. Like I just I don't care. I don't I don't care about it. I be, mainly because I don't pre-existing conditions. So because of that, I really just don't care. I understand understand why others should and would, especially with pre-existing conditions, especially if they're respiratory related. But I'm not concerned like that. I have other things that are more concerning to me than coronavirus. People are just disgusting, let alone coronavirus. You know, like I don't want to be covered in anybody's sputum, let alone if that sputum has coronavirus in it. And I have been covered in people's sputum. Okay. Uh, TMI. Like I've just, I've experienced, because of what I did at the, uh, before at the hospital, like I've had just, uh, there's worse things. Honestly, you get kind of jaded and you're aware, but you're jaded to the point where it's like, I'm not going to be afraid of that. I need to, I have a great future. I have to look to my name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm just giving you a hard time with the COVID thing because I know you're anti, you're an anti-vaxxer. So I like, I like. Uh, no, 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 not an anti-vaxxer. I'm against an experimental vaccination. This is experimental. I just went through the schooling for this. Six months is not the time frame of any vaccination ever. And if you look at the documents, the rest of their trials haven't finished. How can you know what the effects are on a pregnant woman when you haven't even gone nine months? That's absurd. Let alone a child when they're going through development for how long? That's absurd. That I'm not anti-vax. Okay. That's not the case. Okay. Okay, I got you. Your, your phone is ringing. <laughs> I got you. You gotta get that. <laughs> well, Miss Sue, we are not gonna take up your whole night. I know you are a busy woman, and you are working on another book right now. What is that book called? Um, you know, I don't actually have a title for it yet, but it is gonna be a memoir, and um, it's um. Yeah, I'm going to have some details, some personal details in there. And um, yep, on life, love, grief, loss, overcoming that. Well, we hope to have you on Talking Junk again when that book comes out. So maybe you can read a couple passages for us. Oh, awesome. I would love that, Jason. Thank you so much. You guys are hilarious. It's been uh, real. And Why? Thank you. We tried. Okay, now you have to tell me where that came from. I like I said, I have kids. Okay, uh, I literally went through uh, what was it? Maybe a three, three to four year span that nothing in my house was played unless it was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So you kind of get the, hey, you want to come inside my clubhouse? <laughs> All right, I want to kill myself. <laughs> that was awesome. You should go work at Disneyland. I don't think they they pay enough for okay. me to be in that hot suit. Well, but, but now if you're talking about going to work for Disney Studios and getting a couple of these in, oh. I'm all I'm all for it. Just point well, me in the right direction. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I mean that's you know it can be a lucrative business that voiceover work. Oh yeah. So. Hopefully. I mean, I have, we, we throw me and uh, Talon, uh, we're probably the only two on the two respective shows that we do that do voices. So we, we throw little bits and pieces of voices out every episode to, to kind of liven the show up. So hopefully one day somebody will see us and give us a cartoon or even a, a radio show. I'll take whatever I can get. 
Wow. That, well, you know what? You're on your way. This is amazing. I love that you guys are going live every Friday night. I was listening to some of your, I didn't see you take any shots tonight. You look like you're under the weather a little bit. Uh, yep. No, no. I, I actually, I didn't take my allergy medicine, which I got to go do in a little bit. Okay. But I am always sitting at the bar, so there's always a liquor bottle in uh, range. Okay. So there we go. Shots are always on the table. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, you've been wonderful. I no, guess you've I been wonderful. I've Aww. just been Jason. Thank you. Now I would love to say bye to Talon, but who knows how long he's going to be, right? Maybe yeah. <laughs> he could be two seconds or two hours, <laughs> but we want to thank you very much for coming on. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to send you that uh, break room invite so you can come behind the scenes with us and chill out for a little while. I, I would love that. ironically the break room goes live every Saturday night on the same oh, station. Okay. And that's when we, we when go a little Talon, longer. Right. And it sounds like that that's Talon's night when he gets super, super yeah. wild. Yeah, he goes he goes balls to the wall on Saturday <laughs> nights. <laughs> well, thank you, Sue. Thank you for coming on. And thank you, Junkers, for tuning in. Remember, if you miss these lives, you can always catch yes, us. Yes, thank you for coming on. Sorry, I keep dipping out, and I just kind of said all that and then left. I didn't mean to do that. Just remember, you catch us every Friday night live on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Or you can catch us in the archives on Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, or wherever the hell you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host.